1: You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos country's leading draft and scouting analysts.
2: Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos.
1: All right, welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday evening, only 16 days until the draft, April 11th, and it's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, on these Tuesday evening shows, Carl Delmar. Carl, how are you doing? Are you uh, keep feet on the ground in Kansas? I know you guys have had some pretty uh, volatile back and forth weather. We find, I think I've seen the sun for the first time in a week out here in Seattle. So I'm, I'm over the moon.
2: Yeah, no, the last couple of days have been like perfect out here. Oh Gotten wow, to go a little sunbathing, get a little vitamin D going out of the, the sun there. Uh, so it, it's been, it's been great. Kids have been bike riding, been doing some running outside, all that fun stuff. So mm-hmm. finally starting to feel like spring heading into summer and uh yeah i'm I'm excited about it because that's obviously then that means draft is coming up very quickly. Unfortunately, out here, you know what that means when you have like a week of really good weather, it means like the next week is blizzard or tornado mm-hmm. or apocalypse, something along those lines.
1: the four horsemen coming, yeah, no, it's yeah. <laughs> uh well, enjoy the good weather while it's there. Um, I know that it can be pretty temperamental this time of year. I think it's really nice in Colorado right now as well. I think our uh, cardinals. Uh, first pitch against the, uh, your chats, Rockies coming up here pretty soon. Cardinals with the worst record in the NL. So, uh, not loving that, but a long season to go. Uh, let's say hello to some people in the chat. We got Kevin gray in the house saying evening, Nick, Carl, and Scott, you doing a full draft or three on high. We're going to do, a th- we're going to do a full Broncos draft. Um, so around three and on, and we're going to use a simulator. We might even do a couple, maybe we'll do a few, um, simulators where we, uh, See what the Broncos are doing at pick. Uh, we do one where we like trade up maybe and do one when we trade down as well. Just kind of messing with that third round because right now, 67, 68, there's a lot of different ways the Broncos could go. My guest saying, what's up, Nick and Carl? uh hope you're doing well. Yeah, good to see you. I'm looking forward to the mock draft. Yeah, Carl at the end of the last show is like, I need to do a mock draft simulator. It's not fair. So I'm like, are you sir, I do one every day. No, but uh, we definitely have to. And I'm gonna let Carl be more of the GM. Uh, he can use me. He can phone a friend if he needs to. Uh, but, uh, I'll be here to help him out. Jesse Hillborn coming in evening, everyone. Good to see you. Got our guy, uh, N- uh, Nathafon Noble NN N, saying, woo, draft talk. Yeah. Thank you so much. I uh, hope you're doing well. Kevin says he had a salmon dinner. He got, that sounds amazing. Probably caught from up here. Uh, good to see Todd Ostendorf. It's been a second. Good to see you. Todd it says, hello, building the Broncos, Dylan and Broncos country. Good to see you. Mikhail Israel saying good evening, Broncos country. Good evening to you and Coop. Got our guy, Paul. Paul, the one and only, saying, hello, Nick and Carl and Scott. Chad, how is everybody doing? I'm well. Been busy, but doing well. Oh, there we go. Mike Gibbons. Good evening, Nick, Carl, and Scott Broncos country. Beautiful day in North Carolina. It's mostly a beautiful day in North Carolina, right? I feel like you guys have pretty damn good weather out there. Uh, Todd Ostendorf coming back in and says, the best approach for the Broncos in the draft is to go best player available, in his opinion, regardless of position. Why? We need depth or starters at pretty much every position. I do agree the Broncos need edge and center. Just not sure when to address. The Broncos did a good enough job in free agency. Uh, that, And also they have like a crazy number of players under contract already. That I agree with the, the premise here. Best player available. I know that kind of uh, gets Scott going a little bit because it's very subjective. But trust your board. You don't need to go into it saying, if I don't walk away with this position, we're in trouble. Uh, you need to, especially when you're picking 67, 68, uh, just take the guy that falls to you maybe trade up a slightly, a slight little bit. I know that, did you see the article from PFF yesterday where it was Sean Payton's like in his career is only traded traded up 12 times. They never traded back or something when he's been with the Saints, some crazy stat. And then George Payton's the opposite. So it will be funny to follow (laughs) that. Uh, But what do you think here? But is a best player available the way to go? Or do you think the Broncos have a certain position that if they don't go there, they're going to be in some serious trouble?
2: Oh, I don't think they'll be in serious trouble. I think, like you said, they did pretty darn good in free agency to fill in most of the gaps. You're always going to have at least a couple holes within your team, no matter how good or bad you are. There's always going to be that. But I I guess I would say best player available to a point. Like, like There's always going to be some bumps for certain positions, such as edge. When the Broncos need an edge player, and this is actually a pretty darn good edge class. If there's a guy there in the third round that you really like, and let's say, you maybe have a linebacker, off ball linebacker, just a couple positions above. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the edge guy, you know, just because, again, that positional value, keeping that position cheap when you got, you know, Randy Gregory that you're already paying decent money for. You don't know if he's going to be here next year or not. You know, I just, I, I'm willing to give a couple bumps just because there are those positions that have greater value and like center. If there's a guy that you really like a center and think, hey, this could be the starter for the next you know, 10 years on your team. Even if you have a guy that's ranked above him, I'm sitting there saying I'm taking that because that's probably one of the biggest holes on this team.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if, did we pass David here, Papa bear, David Mecklerath saying good evening, uh, everybody. And Deacon Scott Buckham two times MHH for life and Denver Broncos for life. If we did pass David the first time around, I apologize because he's our lone super chat right now. You guys are sleeping at the wheel. What's going on No, but thank you so much, David. And then we got, our superstar coming in here, Michael Ronquillo saying good evening, Nick and Carl I'm building the Broncos go Broncos and Buckham. Good to see you, Michael. we always really, really do appreciate you coming in and Phil back to back. Yeah. The stars are coming in. Phil McLaughlin saying good evening, Carl, Nick and Deacon Scott. Let's do a draft. Hey, maybe we'll do more than one Buckham and go (laughs) Broncos. So, uh, Thank you so much, Phil. We appreciate you coming in. Got our guy Chase saying it's 80 degrees in Montana. Goodness, uh, Glacier's not going to be Glacier much longer. It's going to be Puddle. Goodness. Uh, Albert Knopper is coming in. Good evening, Nick and Carl and everyone on here. Our guy Ernie Mays. Okay, so first we have to do a mock draft for the Raiders and the Chargers and the Chiefs. And then once Ernie's okay with that, uh, then we'll go on to the Broncos. Not just giving (laughs) you a crap, Ernie. It's all Broncos love in here. We do have to talk college prospects, which is not Broncos yet, but potential Broncos, right? Uh, Our guy uh, Lawrence Rivera. What's up, guys? Why are the Broncos trending on Twitter? I don't know why the Broncos are trending on Twitter. Maybe it has to do because you look up the Broncos on Twitter and a lot of people talk about them constantly. I think it's kind of like one of those things where based on your previous searches, um, it kind of, what's the word I'm looking for? It it picks things that you might want to select. So I'm sure that they might be trending on Twitter because of that. Also, I bet you it maybe has something to do a little bit with uh, Draymond Jones. There's a little bit of chatter uh, the last 48 hours, 24 hours with Draymond Jones. But other than that, I can't think of anything else going on.
2: Yeah, that, that would probably be my guess. Draymond Jones had a few not so great things to say about the Broncos and mm-hmm. just their treatment of him and just a lot of disrespect. You know, and he, he's kind of yeah. always had that attitude of if you're not like, you know, kissing the ring, then you're disrespecting me kind of thing. He's like an all or nothing kind of guy. Yeah. And the, the Broncos were kind of more in the middle of we like you, but I don't know how much we're really in love with you. And I, I for him, he just he couldn't deal with that.
1: I think that the Broncos new staff, because of familiarity and what they want to do, they preferred Zach Allen. So they went out and they got Zach Allen. Draymond Jones is still a hell of a player. I wish him nothing but the best out here in Seattle. Hope he likes seafood um, and Thai food. We got some great, great stuff out here in that regard. But uh, I think that he's still a good player. And just because of the circumstances of Vance Joseph coming here, having familiarity, apparently like when they met, he's like, yeah, I'm going to try to bring over Zach Allen if you guys hire me in that interview process. I mean, it all kind of points to that. I don't think it's a... So much that they don't, they didn't value Draymond, but whatever he's got to tell himself to get himself that chip on his shoulder. You know, some players have to manufacture that, you know, everybody against me, me against the world, us against the world kind of thing. So I don't really, again, just to get into the Draymond Jones stuff, he's, he can say whatever he wants to say. He's just kind of like that guy. Do I give one, one iota to him pandering to his new fan base and leaning into the, uh, oh yeah, Russell Wilson, ha, 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 he, he, look what you guys got away with? No, not at all. Let's hear what Draymond has to say here. I was aware, I mean, like,
0: shit. yeah, I, I, I am flattered. but uh, I mean, shit, they should have just traded me from the jump, uh, but uh, it, it was it was cool to, I guess, it kind of came full circle for Seattle a little bit. I was included into the trade and Denver said no, and then Denver kind of, I don't want to say that word, but Denver didn't pay me my proper respects, so I'm here because they, they respect me from, from the jump.
1: Didn't pay him his proper respects, a.k.a. Went with Zach Allen over Draymond Jones, or yeah. they, I think I think we can follow the timeline enough that the Broncos were trying to work out a contract deal with Draymond Jones in the regular in the regular season, probably in the uh, what is it called when he can only talk with them? Um, not a restricted, but a when he can only talk with the Broncos um, at yeah. that point in free agency before he, it's actually a true free agency. And I think they tried to work out a deal, uh, but working out a deal for us forty nine ninety nine. Gary Palmer, big time, Gary. This is a big one from, Gary's always a big supporter, but $49.99 is a number I don't think I've seen from Gary in a while at least. So big time, thanks to you, Gary, for the big time super. Saying, hi, Carl and Nick. Sorry, I went off the rails this morning. Nick, I don't think he went off the rails at all, Gary. Go. This is, this is on the rails. Oh, he went off the rails at Scott. I don't know. Maybe Scott. Oh, Scott went off the rails this morning, maybe. I don't know. Uh, maybe a little bit, but uh, go Broncos, MHH for life. Uh, thank you so much, Gary. We really do appreciate that. Um. Yeah, I did that for Scott. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Uh, Scott was on one um, Monday morning. I think so. Even more. No, it was this morning. i all my days are running together. I went into work both days this weekend, so I don't even know what's up and down. Uh, but thank you so much, Gary. We appreciate that. Back to Draymond Jones. I just think it's a whole lot of nothing, and I think it's pandering to a new fan base, media, and I wish him nothing but well. If fans want to, you know, get mad at him, that's your right. But I don't think it's. It doesn't mean anything to
2: me.
0: Yeah. You need indeed. I kind
2: of remember Chris Harris Jr. doing that a lot when he went over to the Chargers and talking about how it's so much better over here. And, and then, yeah, he didn't win anything. And, <laughs> and now he's trying to kind of come back more towards the Broncos since he's retired from football. And yeah, so it just, like I said, these players, they know this is what helps get me with the fan base. It helps me get endorsement deals you know, with the local groups and all those kind of things. And so gets him some money. And he, he's always just kind of been that guy, too. He's a very honest. And, and sometimes that honesty comes across as very crass. Yeah. And it can rub people the wrong way if you're a certain type. And and I don't mind him doing it. I, I'm not really big on taking shots at somebody on the way out. It's just kind of like you never know, especially in the NFL. It's a very small circle. You got 32 teams that you could be playing for. Hmm. You really want to burn the bridge of one of those those teams on your way out, you know, you're, you're kind of limiting then your scope of who you can go to later on. I'm not saying that you can't heal those bridges, but it just you, you don't want to burn them if you don't have to.
1: And I wouldn't even say that he burnt the bridges. This is just an introductory press conference. Yeah, he's putting him out there that he's, you know, making jokes, laughing about it. I just I think it's a whole bunch of nothing. Some people want to take exception to it. That's all right. But I just I don't doesn't mean anything to me. George Fox, great pod, guys. Thanks for the insight on the team. Denver Broncos for Life, MHH, Buckham, hit them thumbs up. And thank you so much for the shout-out, George. I only see on my end nine thumbs up. act coming in from Chase as well. I see you, Chase. But so let's let's work those numbers up, guys. Uh, thumbs up, heart react, Act, the wow react. I'll take any of them. Adam Strange coming in saying, what's the biggest positional priority for the Broncos? Uh, you mentioned center already. What would you say is number two uh, for you on this
2: Broncos positional priority list? I would have to go either. I'd have to go cornerback. Okay. I, I just. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when one of those guys goes down with injury on the outside. Oh God, not
1: don't don't even say it because if know, they lose one of the guys, th- then the whole they're going
2: to they're going to miss some snaps. I'm not saying it's going to be a serious injury, mm-hmm. but you're going to need somebody that can come in and play and and play some significant steps, Snaps, and beyond that you know, a lot of times you get into those passing situations, you want six secondary players back there. So you're going to have a guy coming off the bench, getting a lot of snaps for you. And so you hope that you can get somebody that you can really trust, whether they're in the starting role or whether they're just coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Man, I am. I thought you were going to say running back. Then I was going
1: to come up and jump on like, it's actually I think it's cornerback, but so you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I mean, heck, even like Damari Mathis played well last year for a fourth rounder, but I would feel much better about the position if he had to compete again for his mm-hmm. spot this season. Um, and then the best man wins. If Demari Mathis ends up being your corner four, that's an inside-outside super sub kind of guy, that'd be probably best-case scenario for that position. Uh, and I like Demari Mathis. He was by far, by far, the Broncos' best rookie last season. But you need depth out there, and this is a division that has Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, and this is going to be more of a, uh island-based defense, I think, in coverage uh, this upcoming season. I know that Azure Everett played a lot of cover one, uh, in sub packages and whatnot last year. But still, I think you're going to see a lot of that again. That means that other cornerback opposite Patrick Sertan has to be able to hang. Otherwise, mm-hmm. they're going to get picked on and the defense is going to fall apart. So yep. cornerback is way up there. Richard Miles saying, hey, guys, great to see y'all. Hope is all as well with you guys. All Broncos fans out there. Denver Broncos for life and hashtag Buckham. I hope some Bronco fans are not as uh, pleased today just because they have the Rockies oversect, uh on that. And Carl and I are both cards fans. Uh, but other than that, yes, I hope everybody's relatively happy. Uh, Robert Ottson coming in saying hi from Nevada, the home to the devil country Raiders Broncos, well represented by us state of being good to see you, Robert. We appreciate you coming in here. We got Pearl heater coming in saying hi, good to see you. Um, we got Steven saying is a four-year starter at LSU and won a championship. Good for him. Uh, they also had Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar chase, but Cushionberry, Hey, he's the starter right now. And if he's the starter, I hope him nothing but the best, uh, Greg Smith, good evening, Broncos country, Denver Broncos for life. Good to see you. I hope you're doing well, Greg. Always good to see Greg. And we got my guests coming in saying, Jewel and Singleton are pretty solid linebackers to me, but we need to stay healthy and consistent in production. Carl, earlier we were talking about any position goes. I even say linebacker would be okay for the Broncos 67, 68. But if there's any position, I actually feel okay about the Broncos floor this upcoming season. It might be linebacker. Uh, Jewel has had durability issues. Singleton was pretty good last year. But if you recall a year ago, we were both... Intrigued. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but we were both intrigued and excited by Jonas Griffiths' uh, mm-hmm. upside as well. Now he's your third coming in. And a lot of pressure to start the season. Uh, you also have Justin Strnad, who's a pretty good uh, special teams guy. Is your fourth uh, linebacker? I believe he's still on the the roster. I could be mistaken on yeah, that one. He is, but but I think linebacker. If a good one falls, you go that way. But as Mike says, Jewel and Singleton are pretty solid.
2: Yeah, I'm with you there. I know it'd be great to have a high end linebacker. That you can mm-hmm. rely on, you know, a Fred Warner type in the middle of the field. But yeah. th- there's a reason. There's only a few of those in the league. Yep. You know, you, you look around at other teams, and you're kind of going, "There's just not a whole lot of great coverage linebackers in the NFL yeah. anymore." It, it just, especially, and I don't know if it's not that they're not okay. It's more the tight ends have gotten more athletic. Teams mm-hmm. are looking for a certain type that can go onto the field. You got running backs that our teams are using. They're spreading teams out, and so they're putting them in a lot more difficult situations where they're trying to target a linebacker. They're trying to get them lined up against a wide receiver. You know, there's a few times where uh, I feel like I remember Josie Jewel going against Tyree kill and just mm-hmm. being like, what, what? No, <laughs> this yeah. is going to end horribly. Good, Josie good job by perfect. Andy
1: Reed, right? Like they, yeah. they
2: schemed that up. Right. So. And so yeah. at that point, there's no linebacker, even like a Fred Warner couldn't handle that situation. And, and so you got to, Hope that your scheme holds up well. Those guys are smart. Singleton, Jewel. I think they're two of the smarter linebackers in the NFL. They know what their job is. They'll do it to the best ability. Yeah. Yes, there is a a medium ceiling and what they bring to the table, but it's a very medium floor too. Yeah. You know, it, it's not going to be horrific. It's not going to be bottom ten in the NFL, but it's not going to be top five either.
1: Narrow scope, but that's that's pretty good still. Diamond Rattler saying, let's get ready to rumble. Sin G coming in saying Nick and Carl, Nick and Carl, what's good? We're just chilling. We're having a good time. Uh hope everyone's having a good one. We got when weeb's react. Edge has proven they are more likely to get injured. Uh Broncos have depth at edge at least, but uh definitely a position that you can get some uh some more depth in there just for the injuries because you got Baron Browning and Randy Gregory who have had injury issues. Uh Ryan Powell coming in saying OTA is back in town. Yeah, Broncos are uh, Broncos are back. We're having some stuff. Go on there. Hopefully everybody can stay freaking healthy. I don't care about anything else besides them staying healthy for that. Uh, Orange Bucky coming in and saying, hey, fellas, shout outs from San Antonio. Go Broncos out there in Texas. Hope you're doing well. Uh, Roderick saying we need pass coverage, middle linebacker. It's lower on the list than uh, other areas in my book, but if the Broncos get one, that'd be great. I don't see many in this draft that fit that mold that aren't absolutely horrific, terrible in uh, filling the run as well in lighter boxes. So I don't know if that'll happen, but we'll see. Uh, So let's get into it. I think it's time to run this uh, mock draft simulator because Carl said last week at the end of the show, he's like frothing at the mouth saying, I need to do a simulator. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to do a PFF one here. Um, I think, are we going to have Scott pull it up or are we going to run it ourselves, Scott? You'll do it. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, So I uh, any thoughts before we get it running here? Obviously the Broncos first pick is at 67 and 68. What is your mentality, uh, sitting there early third round pick. If you are running the show here as you are today uh, for the Broncos are any p- players that you're like, okay, if this guy falls, it's going to be really hard for me to pass him. Or is there a certain position group where like, if I have one of the top guys there, there's no way I don't skip on them.
2: Yeah. I mean, a couple of the centers really come to mind. Um, Tipman is one for sure. So, and say the school, if you would as well, just because sorry. Some Wisconsin. Of Yes. Uh, He just, I think, like I said, I think he's one of the best fits for what the Broncos are wanting to do. Just being that power running system. Steve Avila of TCU is another one that I think can kick into that center position. Give the Broncos just incredible size on the interior. I mean, those guys are going to move some people would would be another one. Um, I I know I'm going to, we didn't, we didn't talk too much about running back, but if Jameer Gibbs is there, Mm-hmm. I think you really love that kind of talent. Julius Brents is another one for that cornerback position. Got lots of size, can cover a lot of area just by himself. Um, John Michael Schmitz, definitely way up there for me. Love that center. I think just smart guy, looks NFL ready. I think he could jump in and be a, a top 10 center in football, even as a rookie, just because in part because of the players around him. You know, you got veterans around him that can make his job a lot easier. Yeah. So th- those would be a few names that I would definitely, if any of them are there, it'd be hard to, to pass on them.
1: Yeah. Really a good call in there. Real quick. Michael Rome comes in here uh, says who is a dark horse. to start, op- start opposite Simmons. Can any, you see anyone stealing the spot from Stearns? I think Stearns is definitely the go-to guy right there uh, for now. I mean, you do have uh, and Turner-Yell, who the Broncos took in the fifth round last year, who maybe will step up uh, from Oklahoma. They used a fifth-round pick on him just like Stearns, but right now it seems like it's Stearns, I guess the dark horse would be a draft pick um, right now. You have the whole draft coming. That's a spot where if we're trying to go BPA, let's say somebody like they love like Sydney uh, Brown falls there or Quan Martin, those two Illinois safeties, both extremely talented. Uh, maybe, maybe they end up going that way uh, with the third round. We know that Broncos could use secondary help Boundary cornerback, a little bit more valuable. I'm a little bit more concerned about the depth. I think you can find safeties uh, even in, you know, free. Maybe even Kareem Jackson. Maybe he's the dark horse. Maybe he comes back and plays <laughs> another year. Uh, but definitely uh, safety is a spot as well. That is, I think, slept on by myself as well.
2: Right. Yeah, it, it's hard because it's just not a great safety class. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a few names that you like. There's just not a whole lot of guys that you're going, ooh, that would be really nice to plug into this defense. He'd be a difference maker. Yeah. And we
1: got Malcolm Brown. Hello from Homer and Dennis Wood saying, is there a send in the draft 67, 68, who uh, could be a starter this year? There's a number, especially considering the Broncos were looking at centers and doesn't seem like they're super high on Cushenberry, but we'll see. I mean, maybe Cushenberry is the guy and we'll all be proven faulty on that. It only is, uh, we'll only know when we know. Uh, we also got Phil coming in with stars. And after that, we're going to get to the simulator saying, guys, what's the difference between outside linebacker and defensive end? Uh, outs- I mean, God, it's so 3-4, three, 4-3. Four, four, three. It depends on what you're playing there. Uh, I like to use edge a little bit more. I think it's more, it's a better term because outside linebacker and defensive end can be the same position depending on scheme. Uh, so defensive end and a 3-4 is more like Derek Wolf. You know, a bigger body can be playing double teams, line up uh, over a tackle or sometimes between the tackle and guard or slightly over uh, shaded out against the tackle. And defensive end, you see a lot more seven techniques. So outside the offensive tackle shoulder, sometimes you can have them nine technique. They'll be standing up, you know, Von Miller, uh classic outside linebacker, but in a, you know, if you're playing a four, two, five base or anything, uh, defensive end. So I just prefer edge. Um, you have guys playing a lot of different stuff up front. Uh, I will say also, because you were talking outside linebacker and defensive end. Well, defensive tackle can be, there's a big difference between your Draymond Joneses into your defensive line, defensive tackle versus your, DJ Jones's versus even your, you know, Mike Purcell's. Uh, so just different body types, different roles, what technique they line up in, where they line up and uh, do their best work, I think matters a lot. But I think this is more of an edge rusher question.
2: Yep. I'm so, with you there.
1: Thanks, Phil. And we might be looking for edge here as we start this mock draft simulator. Um, Scott's going to pull it up. We have randomness set up about, you know, 33%. Draft for needs a little bit more. Positional value a little less. And uh, we're going anything else which is fine. Uh, that's great. So let's get it running here, and we'll see what the Broncos do here as uh, we approach the 67th uh, pick in the draft. And, God, if only it would go this fast, actually, when the draft is going on. It feels like it takes <laughs> uh, when you're doing that, when you're sitting there waiting forever for the Broncos to pick. But that's okay. Uh, we got a guy coming in saying, Malcolm Brown, saying, draft the Brown Twins, then I can get a new jersey. Yeah, Malcolm. <laughs> all right. Sydney Brown and Chase Brown out of Illinois. Illinois beat Iowa this last year. So I'm a little bit, uh, a little bummed about them, but uh, I do. I do really like Brett Bielema, um, a good coach out there. And he's doing a good job turning that Illinois team around. So we're looking at the draft. Now we got quarterbacks going. Uh, no surprise here. De- Devin Witherspoon. There you go. Christian Gonzalez, Jackson Smith and Jigua six is interesting, but wide receivers are valuable. So that's cool. Tyree Wilson to the bears falling down there. Uh, you got Paris Johnson to the jets. will Levis to the Patriots. Our, my guy, Lucas Van Ness go Hawks. Uh, B. John Robinson to the Steelers. That's not going to happen. But, uh, you know, this is why it's a mock draft simulator. Broderick Jones to the Chargers. Yeah, nothing too crazy here. There goes our guy, Adi Adi, going, oh, Deontay Banks to the Chiefs would be really unfortunate. Um, DeJuan Jones there to the Rams. Henning Hooker to the Raiders. I'm going to make some sense. There's your guy, John Michael Schmitz. So he's off the board. That's the first name that I think we're looking at and considering. He's gone. Jack Campbell gone. Matthew Bergeron gone. Drew Sanders. Jalen Hyatt. Keely Ringo, Keanu Benton, one of my favorites in this class. Luke Musgrave, Broncos brought him in for a visit. There's Jamar Gibbs too. Uh, Joe Titman gone. So there's top two centers gone. Julius Brent's gone. One of my favorites in this class. Uh, Luke Weipler also gone there. And uh, Sam Laporta gone. Felix uh, Uzoma. So a lot of guys gone. Where did Steve Avila go? I must have missed him um, on the uh, the mock draft simulator. Somebody in the chat can uh, hit me up unless he's still here. Um, He's an interior offensive line. No, he's gone. He must have gone. I was going to say he He should be ranked pretty high. Yeah, it should be obvious with that TCU logo. Maybe he went like mid first. Oh, there he is. 37. Oh, my God. Is that the pick the Broncos gave them? (laughs) God. that's a kick to the nards. Well, um, so you are (laughs) up now. Uh, Carl, I got to say, I don't really love the board from what I saw here to begin with. But Let's say hello to some people in the chat. Um, (laughs) I'm talking to Broncos. Yeah, there you go, Ernie. You can stick around. Um, Todd asking is a uh, Weibler a center. He is, he's very small, um, for the center position, but he tested pretty well at Ohio state. He's very young, uh, as well. Michael Rancio. he's been, Scott's been getting in his ear saying, yeah, yeah, Diaby." That's one of Scott's favorites. Um, Buckham hard saying no one watching the first day at all. Well, if we're going to be watching, we're going to be hanging out. Um, it's still going to be fun. And we're going to be watching guys who the Broncos will, you know, pay, uh, later on when they hit free agency, kind of like, uh, what we just had with Mike McGlinchey. So, uh, we're on the clock now with the, Denver Broncos. Carlos are uh, uh Scott's highlighting the wrong edge rusher here, in my opinion, but that's okay. <laughs> um, so the Broncos are on the clock. Uh the centers are off the board. So unfortunately, I think that's probably not where you are considering there, Carl. But uh, what are you yeah. thinking right now? There's wide receiver, cornerback, tight end. There's I saw Tucker Kraft was still here. Uh, where are you? Where's your head at?
2: Well, I, I do like those two cornerbacks right there. Garrett Williams, he is coming off that ACL tear. Mm-hmm. So you got to kind of wonder how quickly he's going to recover. Is he actually going to be able to play much this year? So that makes me a little nervous. Tyreek Stevenson got the speed that you love for, especially like like you said earlier, this is going to be a very man coverage centric defense where they're really wanting to get aggressive, have guys on on those islands and he's got that speed. Some of his technique needs to definitely be cleaned up, but he's one of those guys that if you can really develop him, I think he could become a really, really talented player for you. Uh,
0: So
1: can we pull up the cornerbacks that are available? So I'm going to be honest with you. My My top cornerback here, let's scroll down a little bit too. I don't see, uh, my top guy available would be Darius Rush. I mean, you might yeah. want to wait on him, but I think that uh, they are extremely off on uh, his overall projection. And then after yeah. that, the another guy that I really love here that they're pretty uh, low on, if you scroll up a little bit, Scott, uh, is uh, DJ Turner who ran the fastest 40. So cornerback is a good, uh, a good bet here. Um, I, again, you're in charge, uh, but I think (laughs) I would have Garrett Williams lower than all three of those guys, including Tyreek Stevenson, um, personally speaking.
2: Yeah. And then, like I said, there, there's a couple edge players that you really like there. It seems like they're going pretty quick off the board. Uh, Andre Carter. I'm not a big fan of his. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't test very well, obviously. And it's just kind of, up and down game yeah. you know he's and he's so tall it's hard for him to win that leverage battle and I think that's only going to get worse in the NFL yeah and so if, if we can scroll down just a little bit you know Isaiah McGuire would be one there from uh Missouri you know very talented player um I mean he's not going to be like a top 10 edge Rusher for you but he could be a really solid rotational piece for you Derek Hall another one that you really like Carl Brooks, it's a little bit tough. Where does he fit? You know, where, where are you mm-hmm. putting him on this defense? How is he going to work on that? And yeah, he can play inside. He's, I mean, he's got the size to be able to do that. And you like him on those third down, you know, special packages that you could bring. But yeah. I feel like maybe there's a couple other guys that maybe could be the, those true three down players for you. Um, I don't know. I really like Tucker Craft still- too.
1: Yeah, Tucker Craft's a great one, especially looking for tight end. Um, So there's going to be options. I think the big thing here is that Broncos are going to have some talented players available still at 67, 68. Now it can fall off a cliff there about round four. Um, But uh, I think if I was uh, in charge, if I was your advisor here, uh, Carl, I would say that time is up on both picks. No, we're going to have fun. (laughs) What about the trades? No, I'm just kidding. Um, I think if I was making the picks here, I would go with uh, Derek Hall and uh, DJ Turner. Those would be my two. But again, this is yours. You mentioned Tucker Craft; he'd be a great fit. We didn't even talk about Clark Phillips. I don't love that he's tiny, but ball skills are there. He was a really good cornerback at uh, Utah. So, I mean, there's a number of options here.
2: Yeah, let, let's go. Let's go, Derek Hall for sure. Just because I want to really improve that that edge position. I, I just the value there, you know, of of the position adds to to what he brings to the table and then
1: can we oh, see what the man. trades are? We're, we got a lot of time here to, to mess around. Can we see what the, <laughs> got the Seahawks again? Oh no. <laughs> um, At least they'd be sending Pixar away this time. Yeah. You want to see if they can give us a uh, 83 and a uh, 151 for, oh, we have to propose with them. That's annoying. I thought they just gave it to us. We don't have to do it. Um, yeah. I don't even know what the proper uh, value would be in the uh, in the trade. So, hey, let's see if they'll send us back Draymond Jones. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So uh, what are you thinking here? uh, That's it's you're on the clock. Time is up.
2: All right. So let's go ahead and uh, let's go scroll down a little bit here. And. uh, I guess I want to I want to add to the offense. I want to go Tucker Craft there or no. uh, Moro Ojomo. Sorry, I just saw his name there. You want to go him over? I think he's a fourth round player. I think you're, I think you're a little early on him. Oh well, okay. I mean, um, you can take him. It's your call, but I, yeah, I think.
1: I, I think just, we'll I, I think
2: he brings a lot of what you lost with Draymond, and adds to the rotation. You know, giving you actually some pass rush, and if this is going to be an aggressive defense, you need some aggressive guys on the interior. So that, that's why I value him more for the Broncos and what they're going to be doing on defense. Do you value so, him more
1: than Tucker craft and the cornerbacks
2: that are available? All right, let's go Tucker craft just because I want to add to the offense. You know, I mean, you got Sean Payton here. You gotta, you gotta give him the horses to be able to do what he wants to do here. Yeah.
1: Tucker craft, a really good blocker, great player there at, uh, uh, San Diego state, uh, had a phenomenal year out there in, uh, a phenomenal year out there with the, uh, San Diego state Jackrabbits. uh, championships at their, uh, their division of football, really a big fan of him. I think he's a great player. Um, I would be ecstatic if the Broncos ended up bringing him in. They've brought in uh, Luke Musgrave, like I mentioned earlier. I think Tucker craft is either the fifth or sixth best uh, cornerback or tight end in this class. And he would go, I think top 50 in a normal class, but because of the depth, of this tight end group, he gets pushed down here a little bit. I don't think he's going to be there when the Broncos are going. So, and also he can play in line. He can be a wise. So I think he's a great player, especially if you're trying to be a little bit bigger, uh, personnel up front. So I, I would like both picks. Yeah,
2: no, I'm with you there. All right. So made to the fourth round here, pick one Oh eight. And man, we already went edge. So it's kind of hard to want to go edge again. Yeah. I mean, you could double up, I guess, but uh, if we can scroll down just a little bit here. I will say Carl Brooks is a different type of edge,
1: than, right? Um, he'd probably be a five technique in the scheme. Um, but uh, what did I say? Ryan saw so he said, South Dakota State. Did I say San Diego State. I see that SDSD and, yeah. and my mind goes there. South Dakota State, excuse me, the uh, Jackrabbits, but a really good player there off of them for a number of years. So. Yep. Um, you got a lot of guys left. We have not taken a wide receiver yet. There's a couple good wide receivers here. Haven't yeah. gone offensive tackle. I haven't gone center haven't gone uh safety linebacker as well as an option. Uh, who, who's standing out to you?
2: Well, I mean, I saw Trey Palmer's name. He kind of fits exactly what the Broncos are missing at wide receiver. Um, and well, KJ Hamler has it, I guess, to a little level. From an dependability you, perspective. Right. You can't trust him to stay healthy. So that, that's one that sticks out right off the bat. Um, I mean, some running backs, uh, Roshon Johnson,
1: yeah, I think
2: he's going to be one of the the teams, one of those players that teams are kicking themselves, going, "Why didn't we draft this guy?" Like it sucks that he got stuck behind one of the best running backs we've seen come out of college in a long time, but still, that guy is so talented in himself, and and he's actually a good receiver. Like mm-hmm. Texas loved to to have him on the field. They they would use him as a, a wide receiver, They'd stick him out there at outside, and throw it to him, and he mm-hmm. had decent hands for it. So. Um, he'd definitely be a guy that I'd be thinking, but I think I'd maybe wait and see if I could get him there in the fifth round.
1: I will say, having done the simulator a lot, if you love him right now, you should take him because I don't think he will make it to the fifth round. If there are other guys here, uh, just scrolling through this, some on, some that stand out to me. I love Dorian Williams from Tulane. He is probably one of my favorite linebackers in the entire class. Uh, he's got tremendous length. He's a little bit light, but he's so long. Um, a really good blitzer, uh, somebody that I think can be a really good player for the Broncos might end up being honest to God. He might end up being the best linebacker in the class. I think he's got that ability. Um, you mentioned Roshan Johnson already. I also like really like uh Jaden Reed. I might like Jaden Reed more than I like Trey Palmer, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, and then, uh, Nick Saldaveri from old dominion. If you want to bring in a, uh, tackle guard, I th- I've heard he's been taking center snaps as well. Uh, hmm. he's somebody I think fits the, uh, the body type profile the Broncos are looking for a good athlete. Uh, I think he had one of the top, um, short shuttles at the combine this season as well. So if you're looking for a, just kind of a developmental piece to add a log to the fire on the offensive line, Nick Saldovary does make sense to me here.
2: Okay. Well, I, I do think I'm going to go Roshan Johnson just cause that running back room still looking thin. He's one of those guys that like I said, he you can move him around, uh, you can move him out to the slot. If you need him to, he's a power runner. He's got some speed to his game. He's got really long arms for that stiff arm. Uh, I just think for a lot of teams, he could probably be the starter and given the Broncos some nice one, two punches with P Ryan. And, you know, once Williams comes back, I think just having that kind of room makes a big difference for this team.
1: Yeah. I just have a couple of uh, quotes here, um, from him about him. Um, from uh, their head coach saying what this guy brings every single day is pretty incredible. He's so mature, unbelievable work ethic, awesome teammate. He's got the utmost respect of everybody in our building. That is for sure. Uh, scout on him as well, saying he's Mr. Accountability for the entire offense and our special teams uh, as well. So uh, yeah, he played a bunch of special team snaps. Uh, he's, he's a very big guy. He's got a lot of tread on his tires. Still uh, came into Texas as a quarterback, then moved to running back as well. I mean, he's a, he's an awesome player. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of Rashawn Johnson. Uh, I, I have no issue with this pick at all. I think this is about the area where you want to start looking for Broncos at running back unless Jameer Gibbs somehow falls to you. I don't think it doesn't make sense value wise for them at the third round with this crop of running backs in my opinion.
2: So we're
1: We're doing Roshan. Oh, and we're looking at wide receivers here. Uh, I know that the Broncos, I think there's a lot of wide receivers here that still we could wait on. Uh, Charlie Jones is somebody who does a lot of kick returns, and I think the Broncos brought in. um, Bryce Ford Wheaton, or at least met with him. They're looking for some speed. Those other guys went off the board pretty quickly, unfortunately. Uh, But there's Andre Yosevis. He's an interesting option. Uh, Trey Tucker is actually another really good option. Was it um, one of the wide receivers? I think that was on that list there. uh, Just suffered a horrible uh, car accident, if you recall that today. I think ULL. um, he had multiple surgeries, so hopefully he's doing pretty well. Um, and we are still waiting on cornerback. I got to say the, uh, the cornerback options kind of dried up there. Uh, in yeah. my opinion, you maybe should have, I think in a ideal world, if I was sitting there with all those cornerbacks that I liked and had more uh time, I probably would have uh, traded back from 68 and see who was still there. 10 picks later.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you could trade back, it, it would be the ideal situation. Yeah. Um, Emil
1: Ekior. Also an interesting one. I know he did really well at the senior bowl. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you are leaning on uh Roshan Johnson.
2: Right? Yeah. I, yep. It just, like I said, it, it's a position that the Broncos need some players. He's one that can actually, when I'm looking at a running back, can they make something out of nothing? Like do, are they ones that have to have everything perfect in front of them to, to be successful or can they actually do something? And he's one of those that I've watched him a few times where he's hitting the backfield and somehow he just, he still finds a way to get positive yards. You know, he's, he's a very North South one runner. He can get, get you the yards that you need.
1: Yeah. Well, he'd be a really interesting option. No doubt about that. Uh, I think that I would be about the pick uh, as well. So those are the ones that stand out for me. Oh, Josh, jo- Roshan Johnson was already drafted. We I didn't pick think- him.
2: Oh, victim.
1: Yeah, I thought it, I thought it said round four up top there. Excuse no. me. I am losing my mind. So <laughs> we're on round five there. Yeah, I see yes. that. Great. So we're on the clock time to move on. Thanks, Scott. Let's take another one. OK, so you got still got Nick Saldaveri on the board here. Interesting option. Uh, oh, my God. Zach Koontz and Carter Warren. Uh, the one who stands out to me here is Carter Warren. I think yeah. that he is a uh, really good athlete. I wouldn't be surprised if he's taken. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he's taken in the top 100. In this draft class, I was pretty impressed with his overall tape, Uh, and I think that he is a would be a home run pick here uh, for the Broncos this far down. I think there's still some other interior guys that make some sense, Uh, but the one that really stands
2: out to me here is uh, Carter Warren. What do you think? Yeah, I'm 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 definitely good with that one. You know, I I don't think Garrett Bowles is a long term plan for the Broncos, Mm -hmm. so you got to start making some plans of what you're going to do to replace him and getting a development guy that you can stick with your new offensive line coach and say, hey, you got a year to develop this guy. Let's see what you can do. You know, that I think sets the Broncos up well. So the Broncos on the board again, we're
1: looking at safety. This one is weird. Anthony Johnson always falls. I feel like he's like the one that breaks the simulator. Look at the discrepancy here. Uh, He's interesting. I also really like Corey Trice um, from Purdue. We haven't taken a cornerback yet. Uh, I think he is a pretty good overall profile. So he interests me a good bit. Uh, Anybody else standing out here to you? Let's scroll down a little bit more.
2: Jacob Slade is interesting. Hey, maybe we go Stenson Bennett uh, here. Yeah. Trey Dean. He's kind of all over the board, but I mean, he's when you're talking about a guy that's coming downhill, making plays what the Broncos are missing. Mm-hmm. He definitely can do that. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, then, yeah Lonnie Phelps yeah. Yep, Lonnie Phelps is an interesting one. Thomas uh, Incombe is a solid uh, player that you think uh, that could make some noise there for the Broncos. Uh, Charlie Jones, an interesting one. Will Mallory, uh, we've already taken a running back on tight end. So there's always, it seems like there's always running backs and tight ends available late. Now, granted, they're not the starting type, but there are some that uh, make some sense. Did I see Demas there available as well? No, okay, I saw it. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Okay, Dante Demas, Scott won't remember this, but over a year and a half ago, I was over the moon with Dante Demas, and then he suffered a horrible knee injury. Um, if that took him out, I think week five of the 2021 season, but, uh, he looked pretty good at the combine running the drills. And I thought he was going to be a top, you know, 50 pick, uh, before he suffered that injury. So obviously he's a name. I just want to throw him out there. You don't have to take him. We have a lot of other names here, but, uh, Demas is one that is an interesting option.
2: I, I remember you put that into our group chat a long time ago. Like you guys need to watch this guy. And you, I think you even sent video of him being like, please watch him. And uh, and so, yeah, if, if he's if he can be fully recovered, he could be a huge steal for the Broncos that late in the draft of, like I said, maybe getting a top 50 talent. At that kind of point, um, looking at but-
1: IOL off, oh, I know the one that makes the most sense here. This is this is dumb. I didn't know he was available. Uh, Anthony Bradford is somebody who I think is probably going to go around four. I think uh, Chad Reuter mocked him to the Broncos at pick 68 overall. Um, and uh, he makes a lot. I think he measured in at like three hundred and or he, they listed him at like 360 pounds, um, but he is a unit of a man, and I think for that gap scheme, he is to a pure guard, um, but in the sixth round, if you can find a starter, even though you don't need him yet, that's a uh, that's a great way to go. Yeah. I'm, I didn't sell you on that one, so I'm still going to leave it up to you. Because obviously, <laughs> Trice is still uh, an intriguing option as well. He played pretty well for Purdue this last couple of years, and it's the sixth round, so it's a... Right. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I'm i probably leaning going Trice just because, again, that cornerback position, you have such a need to add to the depth. And so, yeah, let's go ahead and draft him. Uh, you know, it's not my favorite pick by any means, but like I said, it's six round. And if you can find a guy that can be a quality depth player for you that can help on special teams, you probably feel pretty good about it.
1: And I'm looking at Corey Trice right now, um, cornerback from Purdue. Um, his mock draftable chart. Do you know who his number one athletic comparison is? I do not. You'll never guess it um, in 100 years. <laughs> Patrick Sertan II. <laughs> well, there you go. 84%, 84.9% only, but a long cornerback, 32 and 3 arm length. Uh, not Didn't test extremely well in terms of the overall speed, but had a really good uh, bench press, so some strength there, uh, without a doubt, despite the arm uh the arm lengths at 17 reps and also a 132 uh, broad jump. So uh, this late for a cornerback that sized uh, you should imagine some special teams ability as well. I think that's an interesting one um, without a doubt to get there in the sixth round.
2: Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I mean, obviously they agreed, gave us an A plus on that one. (laughs) It's the only good grade that they gave us on, on this one. Um, No, I mean, I, I feel decent about this draft. It's not my favorite, you know, none of my top players fell where I was hoping there in, in the third round, you know, sometimes every once in a while in these mock drafts, you get one of those guys and you're like, okay, there we go. Now we've got the starting block to, to really build on. You know, I do, like I said, I think a lot of these players are going to be decent contributors. Derek Hall is going to be a part of the rotation early on for the Broncos. He's a very solid player there in college. It's got a lot of snaps uh, for Auburn Tucker craft. Good number two tied in for you. You got a lot of options of what you could be doing for the Broncos with those big sets. And then Roshan Johnson, like I said, I, I think he's one of the most underrated players in this draft just because mm-hmm. of being a backup. You know, it just it hurt his stock. And, you know, kudos to him for for staying at Texas, I guess, where he could have been starting for probably, what, 75% of the colleges out there. Yeah. And so, yeah, getting him there in the fourth round for the Broncos, I think you got a starter quality running back that adds to that rotation. Carter Warren got your swing tackle. Plus a guy that can maybe become a starter for you moving down the road, and Corey Trice, like I said, just a depth piece that you hope can maybe develop. You know, if, if Patrick Tan is his mock draftable, <laughs> you hope that you can see at least seventy-five percent of that come into the NFL. Yeah.
1: yeah, and he has some positional versatility too. Came into uh, Purdue as a safety, um, had a knee injury, but uh, th- what round do you think Dane Brugler has him at? Of who? Uh, Corey Trice. Fifth round? Third round grade. Third round. Okay, there you go. So, Corey Trice. Wanted to keep an eye on there. Carter Warren as well. I mean, this is this is about as good as you could possibly hope for, for the Broncos, considering where they're picking and the limited number of picks. Uh, so, overall, great job. Um, the only, Do you have any regrets um, for how the board fell? Is there any spot where, like, man, I wish I had gone this way or maybe traded down here or a different player, uh, given how the board fell?
2: Oh the Tucker craft pick just because of some of the tight ends that I saw later in the draft that I'm like, Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's better than them. Oh yeah. But I, I just think that there were still some really good tight ends that were available. And there were some players there in the third round. Maybe that cornerback could have taken him a little bit earlier. Um, maybe could have found an interior player for the offensive line that you could actually have challenge Lloyd Cushenberry for that center position. You know, th- those are the couple things that I'm, I, I, I wish the Broncos could have done in this one.
1: This is what happens when you don't have a lot of picks. Uh, So what can you do about it? But guys, I think that's going to have to start to wrap it up for us today. Um, Hope you guys are doing well. We got a lot of trolls in the chat. I don't know what's going on here, Um, but uh, you guys have a good one. they asking about linebacker earlier overshone. You He think he went before the Broncos picked in the fourth round. Eckior would have been a good pick there in the uh, fourth round as well. I think he went between the fourth and the fifth you could have gone him uh, without a doubt. Uh, there's a couple other good interior offensive line. We talked about Santa Verde as uh, a really interesting assault. Uh, excuse me, a Sydney sow from Eastern Michigan tested like an absolute freak. Uh, I didn't see what's the name of the UCLA uh, interior offensive lineman uh, that had the incredible shuttle time. Mafi. I don't think it was Mafi. I think it was like more the second or something, but okay. uh, I digress. Uh, so yeah, number way the Broncos could go overall. Carl, I think you did a great job. You're not going to be able to hit every single one. So, if the Broncos did that, I would give them an A. Despite what PFF said there, I would give them an A uh, on the mock draft. So, uh good job. Got a lot of talent there. And you guys let us know after the fact. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh what you thought the uh the best one, uh Carl's best pick, worst pick, different direction you'd have gone. Uh, we got Ryan Powell come in and say Nick and Carl, is there any position that will be deeper in next year's draft? I think I can s- deeper. So, First off, how do we define deeper? you talking about like at the top of the draft. you talking about throughout the entirety of the draft. Cause I would say that this is like a solid wide receiver group when you're talking about wide receiver threes and fours, but at the top, it is not deep. Yeah. Um, so I would say just by what is weak this season, wide receiver being pretty weak linebacker being pretty weak safety. Uh, those are ones that I would assume are probably better next year. Interior defensive line. I'm I'm afraid to say that one, just because yeah. it seems like every year we say, "Oh, this isn't as good of a group." Like 2019 was an aberration.
2: Yeah, yeah, that, that's you had talked about him earlier. Benton is another one that I wish would have fallen there to us yeah. in the third round. I think he would have been a perfect fit for what the Broncos want. To just, I mean, he's versatile. He can play nose tackle. You can stick him out there at three tech. It's it, that's not his best position by any means. Yeah. You know, he's not got that first step quickness to get into the backfield, but you can move him around and add to that rotation. I think he would have been a great choice, but unfortunately, like I said, with this being a pretty weak defensive line class, and maybe, maybe you're right. It's going to be that way moving forward. That That's just not going to be a position that college does well developing.
1: It just doesn't seem like, like Alabama and LSU aren't producing those guys like they were. But we got Buana Beast coming in over on YouTube. Hi, Carl and Nick. Be well, all. You be well, Juan, uh, Always good to hear from you. I Don't ever hesitate to reach out. Hope you're doing well. And uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for us. You guys have a great one. Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, great show tonight. Nick and Carl, I'm building the Broncos. Go Broncos and Buckham. A big Buck, you too, Michael. We always love you coming in, supporting the show. Um, you guys have a great one. Always enjoyed uh, enjoy this. Michael's all in on Yaya Diaby. says, Yaya Diaby, no matter what. <laughs> Yaya Diaby, um, if he was, let's say you didn't go, uh, Derek Hall in the second and the Broncos went Derek or Yaya Diaby in the fourth. Awesome. I don't know if I'd take Yaya 67 or 68 personally. Uh, but certainly an option uh, for the Broncos early round four that uh, you should be familiar with. He's a very good player and uh, shout out to Scott. He was, I think he was the first one to say, this guy's pretty incredible, uh, out there uh, watching him at the senior bowl. So fun, fun draft. Um, Carl, any final thoughts? You want to give any Draymond Jones uh, parting thoughts? <laughs> oh, and we got some. Uh, maybe we got some Yaya Diaby here. If Scott wants to pull it up, is this Carl Brooks or Yaya Diaby? Like, it's hard to tell sometimes with the helmet. That's Yaya. Yep. Okay. Yeah, good player. Ninety-three. So he's about six-two, six-two and a half. Uh, 260 pounds with 34-inch arm length. I mean, look at that ability to you know, stuff there and then kind of come back and affect the uh, the rush lane. So is that something uh, Nick Benito could take some notes on that one? Yeah, he keeps can take rushing a lot back, though, keeps balance. Oh, God. Uh, for run defense, at least. So two-point stance. Or excuse me, three-point stance. Four-point stance. Both hands on the ground. What am I saying? Goodness gracious. Derp. So yeah, he's a really long, fluid, strong player. Uh, somebody that Louisville had a couple good edge rushing talents out there this year. You see him work through Dewan Jones there, get back. I mean, he's disruptive. Uh, he's long. I don't think he has an amazing uh, change of direction, but a uh, really good player out there for Louisville. So uh, keep an eye on him. I know that Scott is a big fan. He's one of the guys that he's paying uh, down on the table for this upcoming season. But yeah, Carl, final thoughts. We're going to wrap it on up here and get on out because the uh, the sun is out and I need to go do some photosynthesis.
2: There you go i don't blame you one bit for that no it's just fun to do a mock draft again with you you know we, we started this going through a lot of these i remember that the garrett bowles draft and talking a lot about him before anybody even really knew about him The was that the forest lamp draft as well yes or it was. was that the next one
1: okay no, there's a forest lamp draft yeah
2: i that was the guy i pounded the table for because most people didn't even have him as a ranked player until like a month before the draft but uh yeah and I I do like this one here from Buona B saying Christopher Allen is essentially the Broncos edge pick for me. You know, I think he's kind of a forgotten player. Didn't, I mean, he's been injured a lot there at college, but when he did play, I thought he was a pretty darn talented player. Mm -hmm. I I would be interested to see what, what he could bring to the table for the Broncos. And I mean, you can't trust, you can't lean on him and say, Hey, he's going to solve that problem for you. But I think he could be a really nice bonus player for the Broncos that push some other guys down the depth chart. And, you know, a lot of this draft that we did here tonight, a lot of that's just kind of pushing some guys down the depth chart, adding to to what this team could be and adding mm-hmm. a few weapons for the offense, which is nice, gives Sean Payton a few more options of what he could do, uh, just formation-wise and just play-calling-wise. But uh, But, yeah, I feel pretty good about everything we did here tonight. Not my favorite draft I've ever done, but I'll take what we got.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And a good point by Christopher Allen. I mean, the Broncos have six edge rushers right now that you feel great with. I don't know if any of them are superstars. Um and you that's a position where besides quarterback, probably it's better to have a superstar than any other spot. Uh but you know, we'll see how it uh, plays out for the Broncos. There, we got Gyla Maple saying good to catch you guys, and also Gyla dropping the 999 super sticker on the way out as well. Thank you so much, Gyla, for uh, being our closer today. But that's gonna have to wrap it up for us. You guys make sure you're following Carl and I on Twitter. Carl is at Carl Dum- Oh, We got Ryan Powell too, as I clicked that on accident. We got Carl at Carl Dumbler, MHH, and myself at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also, guys, make sure you're following us at uh, BTB underscore pod as well as at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. Also, uh, listening after the fact or you listen to Apple Podcasts in general, find us there. I'll huddle up podcast Mile High Huddle. Leave us a five star rating and review can helps us a heck of a lot to reach more listeners and continue to grow this awesome community. And as the ticker says there underneath, make sure you guys are subscribing, liking and sharing on YouTube. Uh, that way we can get it out there and we can have more people in here. I mean, the draft's right around the corner. That's our favorite time of year. That's what brought Carl and I together uh, originally on a message board dating back like 2014, 2015, and then well, here we are today. Uh, so we're getting old. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing I know, but appreciate you guys coming in. You guys have a great rest of your day. Uh, continue to choose kindness and compassion, and as always, go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's
2: deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.